and Ziploc that Right on my waistline is why I kept that strap I remember nights, I didn't remember nights I damn near went crazy, I had to get it right Now I'm your favorite rapper's favorite rapper Hey, now I'm your favorite trapper's favorite trapper The absolute truth The wait is over, the reel is back Big Randy and Tron back with the newest installment of the Trap Draw podcast. What up, Tron? Big Randy, how you living? I'm living well, man. God, you sound good. No, just squeaky clean. We, we stepped up our mic game on our uh, on our sabbatical. All the haters, get <laughs> come at us. Get at us now. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's good to be back, man. It's good to be back. Good to be back, just in time for the end of golf season, which is kind of the where I think we're going to shine. Yeah, you know? yeah. We're uh, well, this is this is a Saturday afternoon. Uh, we're both kind of just chilling, watching the Mayakoba. Actually, Mayakoba coverage just ended. We're watching uh, watching the Schwab Cup. <laughs> the old Ma- guys. Monty got chased down by Goidos. <laughs> Hate to see it. So. Oh. Monty's good. Um, well, cool, man. Yeah, we got. I, I think I, I'm excited about our guest this week. It's, it's kind of a foray into a somewhat less talked about area in the world of golf. We're headed into the uh, the mid am ranks. Our guest this week is uh, Todd Mitchell. We had a we had a great conversation with him, which we'll play here in a few minutes. Um, you had a chance, Tron. You went down to the to the Mid Am this past summer. Tell me about that. Where was it? I did. Yeah, it was uh, more or less just hopped in the car. I, I really didn't have a good reason to go, other than I just wanted to see what it was all about. Um, you know, kinda, it's usually the best reason. Yeah, I kind of just you know banter with these guys back and forth a little bit on on Twitter and and. And, uh, you know, the vibe seemed cool and, um, you know, it was kind of down for a road trip. So drove down to Philly from Boston and um, on the way down, I sat in the South Bronx for about four hours because <laughs> there was an overturned, there was an overturned tanker truck right before the George Washington Bridge. So they had like hazmat and all that. So I ended up getting out there at like. It was at Stonewall out uh, out west of Philly, um, out towards like Reading, and uh, part of the country I really haven't spent a whole lot of time in, you know, eastern Pennsylvania. Um, but the two courses, uh, one of them was a Doak course. I'm trying to think what the other one was. Uh, it's, ostensibly, they're both Doak courses, but he didn't do the routing on one of them. Um, but uh, but yeah, thirty six hole complex out at Stonewall, out in Elverson, PA, and so yeah, I, I got there at like maybe eleven noon one day on Saturday, and uh, they, that was the first day of stroke play, and I really just went straight to the bar on the, at the North Course, <laughs> got a Miller Lite, and just walked out to the putting green, saw like. And then and then walked over the range and then walked back over the putting green and within like twenty minutes, Todd Mitchell was like, "Yo, Tron," <laughs> and I, I guess he just saw my no laying up hat, and uh, and from there, I spent the next probably five hours just bullshitting with him. Uh, right. So and then 
watch a little bit of golf the next or the the rest of the day and then after that we actually went out um went out and got got some dinner with him and a guy named Andrew Price I think his name is he played at Kansas with Woodland and his caddy and then a couple other guys and it was uh you know it's just crazy how like how laid back and cool the the whole vibe was up there I mean everybody was just down to down to hang um that night like before I went to dinner that night I went I went to the bar in the main clubhouse and met met a guy that's like a uh, political science professor at University of Kansas. He was playing in his first USGA event. He made the cut, like he made it through to the round of 64. Um, so it was, it was cool. It was just, it was a bunch of normal dudes just that happened to be pretty good sticks. All right. Well, yeah, let's get to the interview then. Without further ado, here is our conversation with Todd Mitchell. Todd, welcome to the program. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you. Um, so I, I guess going back to the beginning, you're from Illinois. Yes. Uh, did, did you play golf in high school? I played golf in high school. Okay. Um, I did not play it in college. I played baseball and uh, played professionally in the Yankees organization for a couple of years. And then when that was done, I, I kind of picked up golf and uh, again, and just to stay competitive in something and something to do and started kind of playing in some local events and that kind of fed into you know some bigger state events and then i started to try to qualify for some usj uh tournaments like the the mainly the amateur and in 07 uh was the first time that i played in the u.s mid-am and quite frankly the only reason why i wanted to play in it was because it was at uh abandoned dunes you know, I, I still wanted to play kind of uh, against, you know, the the college kids, and I and I thought that you know the mid ams were, you know, at that time were, you know, just the old guys, and and uh, I I didn't really know what to expect, and you know the the allure I guess of playing at Bandon Dunes, and I'd heard so much about it, and I was very excited to uh, to go out there, and then once I got out there, playing in the mid am was just. I mean, it, it was kind of an eye-opening experience. It wasn't anything like playing in the U.S. Amateurs when it's just a grind and, you know, there's a bunch of college kids and you stand out there on the range for hours. And, and uh, you know, this the, the Mid-Am in 07 kind of showed me, and I, I didn't really know that many people at all, you know, that, hey, these are guys just like me just trying to come out here and, you know, compete and, and have fun. And, you know, when it's all over with, you know, maybe hit a few balls and work on some things and, you know, talk on the range. But, you know, then you go out and you have dinner and a couple of drinks and you get up <laughs> and you do it all over again. And that, and that's really, that's really what it's all about. There's a, there's yeah. a ton of camaraderie and, uh, you know, a, a lot of really good friendships uh, out there for uh, the mid-am golf. So I, th- I think we're skipping over some things, Todd. I think you're being a little bit modest. I mean, <clears throat> you must have been a very good golfer in high school. Right. I, I mean, are we talking? Tell me about your high school experience, because because I'm having a hard time believing, you know, <laughs> I, I, I've kind of seen some of these guys play and it doesn't just happen. So there, there has to be a, a high level of, of skill kind of as a base. Um, <laughs> I, well, my, I, my, I played when I entered high school, I think I was about five, four and about probably <laughs> 82 pounds. Okay. And, uh, 
you know, I, I, I played uh, on and off varsity, ended up playing in, in four state high school tournaments when I was in high school. Uh, our team was really good. We finished second every year. Um, my friends give me a hard time and say that I was a cancer of that team <laughs> because uh, they won the state championship the year before I got there and they won it the year after I left. <laughs> so, so uh, it, it, you know, th- that has hung over my head. So I, I, I had grown up playing. I started playing at a really young age. My dad got me involved and, uh, you know, hitting balls, floater balls into this pond in uh, a little town called Fairbury, Illinois. And, you know, I, I think I was two years old when I started swinging a golf club and, you know, played in some junior events, but nothing, you know, back then there, there really wasn't the AJGA. You know, there's, you just kind of went out and there was a few tournaments, but nothing like it is now. Um, really, high school golf was, um, you know, it in terms of getting a scholarship to college. And, you know, I didn't play very much in the summers just because of baseball schedule. But, um, you know, I, I, I was competitive in high school. You know, I, I was, I, I was pretty good. You know, I, um, <laughs> you know, I wasn't, I wasn't near, near what some of the kids are now that are coming out of high school. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like I said, I had a, I had a couple of scholarship offers to play at, uh, Illinois state where I went on to play uh, baseball at and then, um, uh, university of Illinois. But that was, you know, that was before Mike small and, and what he's done now. So with the Yankees, where where were you stationed in the minor leagues? My first year, we were in Staten Island. It was also the team's first year, so we played at the College of Staten Island. You know, now if uh, if you take a trip to uh, Southern Manhattan and maybe even on the ferry out to uh, uh, the Statue of Liberty, you'll look across at Staten Island and see this gorgeous, huge baseball field. And, uh, that, that was done about two or three years after I left. We, uh, we, we played at the college of Staten Island and there was a makeshift stand set up, but we drew very well just because we were the Yankees organization and any interaction with the boss during all that. Uh, no, no, (laughs) the, uh, I, I, I never met Mr. Steinbrenner. Um, and that is how he is, uh, referred to by every single member in the Yankees organization is Mr. Steinbrenner, uh, at all times. It's, it's very Seinfeld ish. Um, (laughs) he, he, he demanded, and I think he got a, a a lot of respect. There, there's a story when I was in spring training, there's a story. One of the guys that uh, was our athletic trainer was telling me, he said he was, working out in uh, the, the minor league facility and all of a sudden his car alarm goes off and he's, he's on the treadmill and he yells at the, uh, the, the trainer, that's my alarm. Can you get my keys? And so he goes out there and he takes care of it and he comes back in and he says, you know, what was going on? And he said, well, that was a UPS driver. He was dropping off a bunch of stuff. And he must have slammed the door too hard. The story goes, now I I never found out if it was true or not, but the story goes for the rest of that year, there were no more UPS shipments allowed. (laughs) 
at that location. They only back then they had DHL and and FedEx. So he told me that as of that time that they no longer allowed uh, UPS shipments to be uh, to be delivered down to Tampa. Okay. So all right. So so like during this time, are you playing? Are you playing any golf? Or are no. you just okay. no? Not really. I I think I played. Um, I played zero rounds in New York, and I think I played one or two when I was in uh, Greensboro. Okay. So golf wasn't even really on the map until I got back. I, I left. Uh, let's see. I got drafted in 99, played in 99. I played about 90% of the season my next year and left to go back to school and uh, finish up my degree. Mm-hmm. And when I got back in August, there was a local tournament that uh, – you know, I just kind of started to play in, and then in uh, 2000, I did the same thing, just played real local, and then I started playing in the state M in 2001. Was it just kind of steady, steadily better once you started playing in, in the state M? Like, yeah, I played. I played in the state M my my first year, and I finished, I think, eighth maybe. So that so because of that, I think the top 20 uh, didn't have to qualify, so I was exempt for the next year, and ended up. Winning the state am in two thousand two and two thousand three, and Jesus. and um, and then uh, just kept playing. And, and two thousand three was the first time that I tried to qualify for the USAM, and qualified and played at Oakmont. So it was it was a it was a pretty quick learning curve. <laughs> things escalated quickly. Things escalated very quickly. Yes, and once I once I saw what the USAM was like, I mean, I, I it was like. Okay, I, I I have to do this more often. So when you started, uh, so having a little bit of success uh, first year in the state am, and then winning the state am, uh, are are you in school at this point as a student? Are you? Had, no, had I you... just started working. Okay. Um, I I started working in two thousand and one. December two thousand one was my uh, my uh, first month in the uh, in the workforce. Okay. And were you stationed in Illinois? Are you living in Illinois this whole time? Yep. Still there. Still okay. working the same place. So not much, you know, limited practice time probably in the winter, I, I imagine. Yes. Yeah. There's, okay. there's, we shut her down in the wintertime. I mean, there's, it's so cold here. You can't, I mean, you can't do anything. Are you keeping your game fresh on like a simulator or something? And you just, just, just going cold turkey for a couple months? Um... Now I will hit balls in, in in a simulator and do some things like that. But back then, nothing, you know, just shut her down. All right. So 2003, are you playing in a bunch of other amateur events too? Or are you just, um, no, just kind of focus really. on the state and, and the state and really stuff. state and USGA. And I think in, I think it was either 2003 or 2004, uh, was the first tournament I played in that was, you know, kind of, on the uh, summer circuit, and that would be and that was a uh, sunny Hana amateur. Okay. And then, so so then the next year, like '04, did you play at Winged Foot in the I AM did, that year? I, I didn't. I played in '03, and then '05 at Marion, then '06 at Hazeltine were my first three. Okay. Are you like just menacing weekend cash games like back at a home club? I, I'm just I'm fascinated. Um, no, well, uh, no. I at the time I played a lot more of those uh, cash games, and you know, 
had a group that I, I played with and like every Saturday and Sunday, you know, didn't have kids or anything like that. And, you know, yeah. back then it was, you know, go out on Friday, get up early in the morning, go play golf, take a nap in the afternoon, go out again on Saturday night and then get up early on Sunday, play golf again, and then take a nap Sunday and then go to work. But it, yeah, I mean, it was, we, we always had uh, some good games on Saturday and Sunday. I wouldn't say okay. that I was menacing everything. No, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, definitely a lot of fun though. And then like, just like a typical week back then, you know, mm. hitting balls every night, once a week. What, I, what is like, what's the practice schedule look like? I'm, I'm probably not near, you know, what you may think. I don't, I don't, I don't remember doing really a, a whole lot other than, you know, play maybe once during the week and, on the weekends and then in tournaments. Okay. All right. All right. So then, all right. So Oh five at Marion, how'd you do in the USAM there? Uh, made match play and lost to, uh, Reese Davis. Okay. In the first round. Is this the color commentator for ESPN? No, no, no. I'm just, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> no, because if, if I would have seen him, <laughs> and I would have lost him. I'd have never watched Sports Center again. <laughs> that experience versus 03, did you feel like you made a ton of progress? Yeah. I, yeah, I did. I, uh, I, I wanted to play, you know, obviously I didn't qualify in 04, but I, I, I watched it on TV and I really wanted to play. And, you know, when I got to Marion, you know, I, I was very comfortable there and played well and really well in qualifying and um and then you know just got i got a walker cupper in the first round and neither of us really played any good he just out putted me yeah and then all right so then you played oh six at hazeltine then oh six at hazeltine yep lost to um webb simpson in the first round okay and did he just knock your socks off or was it he uh he, <laughs> you know, he, it, it was actually pretty even. He was one up going into 16 and he actually shanked it in the water on 16. <laughs> That's perfect. That's so yes. good. Yes. So I won 16 and then I proceeded to hit the biggest pull hook six iron you've ever seen into a lake that's not even in play on 17 and lose that hole. Oh. And lose uh, two up on 18. Oh. So, yeah. So, I, I, I saw the shank. <laughs> I, I took advantage of it. And then I completely gave it wow. back to him. All right. So, then, all right. So, 06. And then, so, 07, did you play at Olympic Club? I did not. I, I did not make it in 07. I played in 08 at Pinehurst. Missed match play by one. Played in 09. <laughs> at Southern Hills and Southern Hills is extremely difficult too. Um, I, I wasn't really ever close to making match play because the only alternate course I started out the tournament by making six consecutive bogeys. So I was out, I was out early. Yeah. And then, all right. So as, as far as, so all these courses or all these venues, they have an alternate course. Yes. Every single okay. one there's, okay. you know, at the USAM there's 312 players. Mm-hmm. So, you know, You've got 156 people on each course each day. And at the mid-am, I think it's 256. So it's later in the year, and 
They don't have as many players. So then, all right. So then, going back to so oh seven, you said was abandoned the mid am. Yep. So you just qualified for that kind of on a lark. Said yep. I just want to go play abandoned. And then, how'd you play there? I shot eighty three my first round. Okay. And uh, then they had a huge. I, I was like one of the first groups off the next day, and I remember hitting balls, and I hit about ten or twelve balls in the morning. It's pitch black. They got those lights out there, and it's it's. If you can imagine, no wind, but one of those overhead showers, and it's just like raining down on you. Yeah. That's that's what it was. And I go out for the first few holes, and it was dead calm. And then by the end of the round, it was blowing probably 35 and raining. Wow. And uh, I shoot 68 <laughs> and get into match play. And we were actually the night before uh, a good friend of mine, who uh, who caddies for me all over the place? He's uh, he does a great job. Um, uh, he, we were actually looking at flights to come back, and he looks at me and and after about thirty minutes of trying to figure this out, he looks at me and and hits me, and he's like, "You're making the cut. I don't care what it <laughs> takes. You're making the cut." And it, it it happened, and I made it to the second round. I lost to Jim Lehman, Tom Lehman's brother. Hmm. and uh in the second round so so are you just sitting there in the clubhouse for like seven hours or eight hours then just just watching guys like just blow up and and you know you're basically just scooting up the leaderboard yes basically yeah and then they it got to the point that it was so bad that they actually suspended play fairly uh i want to say like at three o'clock in the afternoon or something. And being the guy on, on the outside looking in, I was, a, I was pissed. I was upset. Yeah, sure. And, you know, but, you know, they came back the next day and finished up. And I think I moved up like 207 <laughs> spots or something that day. Wow. That's that incredible. Was, that was definitely the, uh, the, the highlight in terms of qualifying. And then, so, so that was yeah, your sorry. first mid-amp. How, how did you find the atmosphere um you know then and now i guess how would you compare it to the atmosphere at a u.s amateur a little bit more casual uh just as intense kind of if you would talk about how are are they similar more similar or are they very different they would be very different okay especially now back then it wasn't um when i first started playing at the usam you know, I, I was younger back then too, so I'd stay out there and beat balls and you know soak it all in. But now, I mean, these guys are, I mean, they the college players are tour players. I mean, mm-hmm. they have a regiment they do. They they go through everything, and and the mid am is not like that. I mean, you go out there, and after you get done, I mean, you might meet a guy from Twitter and end up sitting there <laughs> at the uh, at the bar. And, drinking beer and having fun and going to hit a few balls. I mean, basically, you know, you get done after the round and you go to the bar and maybe get something to drink, get something to eat, and then go maybe hang out on the range for a while, you know, with you may or may not have a beverage with you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, you see people on the range that you know, you, you talk to them, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, I've made a lot of really good friends playing mid-am golf and, and it's good to catch up with them because you never see them. You, you only see them a few times a year. Mm-hmm. So that, all right. So I'm looking on Wikipedia here. So you show up the next year at the mid-am 
at Milwaukee Country Club. And Wikipedia. Yeah, it's like this is on Wikipedia, man. Big time. So for what the for what the the mid am? Yeah, the mid am. So, uh, so Milwaukee Country Club. Had you ever played there before? No. Okay. No, no. And actually, I haven't played there since. So, did you have pretty good vibes going in? Or? Uh, yeah, I, I. It was that week was a lot of fun. Um, I had met a a friend from Wisconsin, and his name is Bob Gregorski. He lives in Appleton, and one of his good friends, his name is Mike Daly. He's a member at, at uh, uh, Milwaukee. So in the practice round there. Uh, we meet this guy and he shows up and he's driving this cart around and he's basically the trash guy. You know, that, that was his job. That's what he volunteered for only because he could get a cart <laughs> and he, and he introduces himself. And, you know, by the end of the week, uh, I got, to, I, I got to know, I don't know how many members at, at Milwaukee and they made me feel at home and having beers in the clubhouse afterwards with, with, uh, Mike and, and, and the bartender knew our names. I mean, it, it was, it was, it was such, it was such a good week. Um, it, it felt like a home game really. Yeah. So you, all right. So you, you get through stroke play. Yeah. I was in a playoff. Okay. I, got to, I did. I had to, um, get through a playoff to get into match play. There was a huge, yeah, was it one of those like 15, 15 for six playoffs? It, it, no, it, no, it was it was more along the lines of like twenty three for fifteen or something crazy. So all right, so then you, so kind of squeaked in to match play, and then yes. in match play, did you start start plowing through guys or? Um, I beat Nathan Smith in the first round. That was that was my first introduction to Nathan Smith, and we've become really good friends since. And. Uh, I, I, I mean, I immediately, obviously I knew that, uh, he was really good mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, he, he lived up to everything that, that I thought that match would be. I ended up hitting a, I think six iron on 18 to like three feet and he missed it left and I didn't even have to putt and I got through that and it was, uh, it was good from there on. Uh, I think I beat Chris Lang uh nine and eight one match you aimed him yeah it was yeah exactly but he you know he didn't say anything bad about me or anything like that about my inferior <laughs> equipment or anything yeah it was uh some matches were really good um really close sean Knapp's when our match was really good um i just remember beating chris lang um uh, pretty bad and so 64 guys make it through yep. a match play. So there's is there five. How many rounds is that? Six, it's round six, t- six, six total rounds. matches. Okay. So you get through the finals. Yeah. And how are you feeling going to the finals? You a little bit nervous or? I thought I was going to win. I actually, I knew I was going to win. You know, I, I was looking ahead. It, it's, it's an awful feeling actually, you know, um, waiting, I couldn't sleep the night before. The only thing I could think about was being at Augusta, and uh, I totally stunk it up the next day. Just was terrible, uh, and, and probably and, and I haven't been in that situation since. I, I hope to be in there, you know, mm-hmm. in that situation again at some point. But 
you know, I learned a lot from it. And I, I mean, I just, I never saw myself losing. And I think, I think I just looked ahead and maybe the moment was too big for me at the time. I don't know, but it was, it was, I, I did things that match that I had not done all week. And, yeah, you know, it's still, it was still a great experience. There was, I don't know how many people came up from Bloomington to follow. I know one of our friends was like seven months pregnant at the time and she walked all like however many holes it was, 33 or whatever, 32 holes. Mm-hmm. But it was, uh, we, there was a lot of people that came up and supported it. It was, it was a, a really, really great week. So then mid AM wise beyond that, how many times have you qualified for it since then? I've missed two. I missed in 2012 when it was actually in Chicago. Okay. And in last year in 2015. Okay. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, really looking at it, it's like Nathan Smith, he, <laughs> He rattled off three of the next four yes. after after Milwaukee there. So. Yes. Okay. Um, all right. Well, so I think what we want to do is get into some of your some of your favorite courses you've played and some of the just the other mid am kind of the mid am circuit. Sure. You know, I think is is so really after that. When did you like? When did you make the jump to start playing other mid am events? You know, and what are those events? You know, it, t- it takes a while, you know, you, you have to, I think, you know, either you have to play extremely well for a long time or uh, have become friends or become known with some of the guys that, that uh, play in these events and then your name gets thrown out there and then, you know, it might be the next year that you get invited or, you know, it might be 10 years and you might, or you might never get invited. Um, Mm -hmm. it's just, there's no really explanation for why you get in or not. Um, but you know, kind of once you're in then you know, and and you play well, then, and you, you know, you don't do anything stupid. You you end up getting invited back and, and, uh, you know, like some of the events that, uh, I played in uh, was at, at the Crump Cup at Pine Valley, that's that's one of my favorites. That last week was the Crane Cup down at the Floridian. That's, I mean, uh, anytime you get to go to Florida in November is is always good. But I mean, the golf course and and the way you get treated at these places are, uh, are fantastic. I mean, it, you're you're spoiled to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Who this might be a stupid question, and I apologize, but who puts on these tournaments? Normally, the club. Okay. Um, they they'll have a like they'll have a committee. Uh, most of the time it's, you know, a member or the, the, uh, general manager of the club, um, or, you know, sometimes a guy approaches the owner of a club or the membership of a club and, and, um, has, uh, an idea and it, it, it kind of gets taken from there. You know, the, the crane, I think is fairly new. I think it's been going on for maybe six or seven years. Okay. And some of these, you know, some of these have a long, long, long history. Like the Crump goes back to like the twenties, I think. Okay. And then as far as the format, are they all individual or some of them team? There are so. Um, there, there are actually a lot of mid-am four-ball events out there. So you've got uh, the the Williams. Um, Is that the one at Oak Hill? Yep, that's the one at Oak Hill. I've never played in that, um, but I heard it's a really, really good event. Um, there's the 
four ball, uh, the international four ball. There's the uh, Carlton Woods Invitational. And then they've got, you know, there's one at Whisper Rock. There's one uh, all over the place. So, I mean, there are some really, really nice places. And I haven't played in all of them. Just a few, actually. This, Tron, this is, this, I mean, this is what we joke about, just prime Illuminati gatherings. <laughs> just, <laughs> you know, the, the best of the best courses. Guys who, obviously, great players, but, you know, not <clears throat> live other lives as well it's like for me it's as good as golf gets it, it's like the mystique around the, the mid-amp circuit is is really one of my favorite things about the game well it, i mean todd correct me if i'm wrong but it's like it seems like you want to try but you don't want to try too hard well <laughs> is that, is that I, I would say that um i would say that uh, that every event that you play in the mid-amp you know mm. you get you know these guys. You, you you compete against them all the time. I, I'd say you know you're trying to compete a, a, as hard as you can, but you're not going to go out and and uh, you know everybody's attitude is would would be considered laid back off the course. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you know you compete against everybody, and and you definitely you don't want to take the opportunity for granted at all. I mean you're you're being invited to play. Um, at these uh, amazing places that, that, that treat you so well. Um, and, and you want to make the best of it, you know, and, and the, these events only come around, you know, once a year. And, you know, I mean, it's in some ways it's bragging rights and some, yeah. you know, in, in other ways, you know, it's, it's, it's great camaraderie, good friendship. You know, there's, you hang out at dinners, you have drinks, you tell jokes. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's, a lot of these places are, are, are really low key compared to what you may think. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's, it's just a great, it's, it's a great time. You know, it's off the course is extremely relaxing. Um, so, so how do you put together your schedule? What do you do for work and how, you know, do you have considerations there as far as certain times of the year where you can't, can't play as much and you got to stack it into, you know, certain, certain, months of the year or definitely how do you go about that definitely um you know there are just some events that you know you, you can't play there's there's really starting in the spring throughout the summer there's really a uh, a uh tournament every week and I, I don't get invited to every one of them there's some guys that do um but you could play every week in the summer and mm-hmm. you know at, at some point in time you have to say enough is enough you know you have responsibilities at, at at home, you got to take care of the kids, whether you're coaching baseball or, you know, working, you know, or, you know, living your normal life. That's that, that takes precedent over everything else. I know people wouldn't always say that about some of the tournaments that I play in and, and the schedule that I do, but, um, you know, it definitely does take precedent over that. You know, it's, I think you get a, a really good idea maybe early in February, what you're going to do like kind of for the summer. A lot, some of the invitations come out over email mm-hmm. uh, or get sent to you and you, and you kind of build your schedule uh, that way. Are some of them handicap based? None. Or? None. No. So they're all, okay. So they're all just straight up. Nope. The only handicap one that I'd ever played in was actually with uh, Brad Garrett. You may know him on Twitter, the, yeah. the BG show. BG oh, show. sure. Yeah. yeah. Golf is cool. Hashtag I, golf is cool. Yes. I, uh, 
I actually went out and played at Prairie Dunes with him oh, nice. in 2015 in an event that was actually handicapped. Um, that was the first one that I'd seen like that, but it, it, it was a lot of fun. We had a good time. It, it was, uh, that was very relaxed. How sweet is that course? It's awesome. Like that, that place just looks so, like, I remember they had the, was it the NCAAs they had out there a few years ago where they had it on yeah. TV and I was just, yeah. this place looks unreal. Yeah. It's, you know, it's not that long. It's, it's, it's really hard if you don't drive it well. I mean, you're, you're going back to the tee and the greens are, are really undulated. It's, it's got, it has a great mix of long holes, really hard holes, and then holes that look easy that when you play them are not, but it's, it, the atmosphere there is, is great. Hutchinson is a town of about 3000. There's absolutely nothing to do there. Uh, I think the biggest thing, <laughs> the, 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 the nicest restaurant they have is like Applebee's. <laughs> and uh and but you know you go to the golf course and you, yeah. go, you go to the club and it's like it's a whole nother world you know you just enter you know kind of this long road and then all of a sudden it just opens up and you're out there you don't you don't really see any lights or hear traffic i mean literally you're in the middle of nowhere hmm. and it's and such a good it's such a good course so playing in some of these remote locations like are you having to to really like keep yourself on a limit as far as how much you drink because i can just see that like being like you know having too much fun at the bar the night before being super hungover the next day i mean is that is that definitely a balancing act uh yeah you 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 want to have fun but not too much fun um you know i've made the mistake a few times of having uh too much to drink and and you know getting to the putting green the next day and and everything like gripping the putter and having fat hands and here your your hands just don't fit on the putter right they don't fit on the club you know it's 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 not fun so yeah they're, they're you learn very quickly yeah about, about how to manage that all right well tron i think can we hit you with some kind of closing rapid fire questions maybe on the golf topic or or otherwise yeah. and then yeah, uh, absolutely all right all right so i i think my first one what's your goal what's your what's your biggest goal in in golf that you haven't you know haven't accomplished uh I, w- I would really like to win the mid-am you know and there's you know and that's i think that's something that everybody wants to do you know it's sitting in 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 my shoes you know being 38 or close i think i think that's the ultimate goal you know winning a usga championship and and you know what it doesn't even happen to have to happen to be uh just the mid-am you know it the winning the four ball would be unbelievable with scott you know, I, th- I think that might even mean more than than doing that than than winning a, a U.S. Mid Am or something like that. Do you use a baseball grip? I do not. Although, although <laughs> recently I've thought about it. <laughs> okay, was that tough back in the day? Like uh, on the kind of <clears throat> were your baseball swings and golf swings kind of competing against each other? Oh yeah, definitely. 100%. It's, it, I, I still fight, I think, things that I, that I did with my baseball swing, and I haven't played baseball yeah. in 20 years almost. But yes, you play recreational definitely. softball? No. Just, just go out and I, I did for a few <laughs> years. I, no, absolutely not. I was the single worst slow-pitch softball player you'd ever seen. I was terrible. Uh, mm-hmm. Favorite course you've ever played? Favorite course I've ever played, I would say Oakmont, 1A, Pine Valley, 1B, 
LACC1C. Go to post round drink of choice. Uh, normally, I, I know this is terrible. Normally, it's just like a, a Miller Light or Coors Light or something like that. You don't, you don't, you don't hit the hard stuff early on. Okay. All right. Uh, All right. What's your favorite course to play in Illinois? Favorite course to play in Illinois? I would say I love Olympia Fields. Um, I get to play that probably once or twice every year. Uh, another place that's that's really good. There's so many places in Chicago that you never really even heard of or haven't even. They they probably don't want to be heard of. Um, Skokie Country Club is fantastic. Um, Noel Wood, where the Western was at this year. Tron, I know you wanted to get into that. Yeah. Um, Noel Wood is is fantastic. Maybe a name or two in and around the mid am golf world that would make for a great interview. Oh. I, I I think you could um, – I think you'd want to definitely talk to Skip Berkmeyer. Okay. He he actually has his own uh, – he helps with a radio show down in St. Louis. He's, you know, he's a lot better on the microphone than I am. He's got a, he's got a <laughs> face and a voice for radio. <laughs> um, he, he would be good. Scott Harvey would be another good guy. Um, Nathan Smith. Uh, you know, especially with his success that he's had, um, you know, playing on however many Walker Cup teams and playing on four Masters. You know, these guys, Scott and Nathan, have both played in the Masters before. Um, you know, there's there's a bunch of guys. You know, I mean, that are that would be that would be great interviews that have you know been out here for a long time. Some guys, you know, not even that long, but have had success and and uh, are great to be around. I mean, that the the uh, camaraderie kind of but it's it's more along the lines of you know just cutting up in the bar afterwards and making fun of everybody and and everybody making fun of you that's 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 really the best part of the whole the mid-am thing you know Mm -hmm. you you get to play great places and great tournaments and you get treated great or you know any beyond really anything that you can that i could ever even want or expect to be you know, spending time with the guys off the course is is really what it's all about. Are there? Any- oh shit! I know what I wanted to ask you, Todd. Yeah. How do you like How do you like the push cart? Not I'm not a fan. Going back to it? No. No, no. I tried it. I gave it a chance. Um, you know, it's it's. That's disheartening to hear. It's nice. It's nice to not have to carry your clubs and to uh, to be able to lighten the load, so to speak. But you got to walk all the way around all the greens, you know, either that, or you got to carry yeah. all your clubs in your hand. And who wants to carry like six clubs in their hand? It's a lot of you know, logistics. Maybe it's because sure. that, you know, I, yeah. I, yeah. it is, it is. You have to map the course in a way that you're totally unprepared to do. And maybe that has to do with my inexperience using a push cart, but you know, I, I don't see myself going back to that at, at any time. Wow. No, I, I'm not a fan. I know you're a member of the push cart <laughs> mafia. That hurts. Yeah. Ed Lore's getting there with his push cart. We're, you know, yeah. We're recruiting. We're recruiting. I used it once at Essex and I was out. I was like, it was too much. It was too much thinking, you know? And I think the way it's going now is, you know, they got all these different colors with all these different wheels. That's just something you don't want to bring attention to. <laughs> What's What course, like totally under the radar, have you played either in a tournament or just in, in general that, that you've, that's, that you've really enjoyed playing that's kind of near and dear to your heart? Well, 
some of the places they don't want the love, you know, they don't want to be recognized. They just want to have, they just want to do what they do. Uh, I think the most, the, 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 one of the coolest places I've ever been and, and played was at old Elm in Chicago. Um, it's like, it's 6,400 yards par 73 and it is not easy. It's, it's really cool. I mean, it, I've only played it one time and I would, and I would love to go back. It's, you know, it's just the old school architecture with the newer green speeds that make it so difficult and, and, and so good. It's, it's, but it it would be really under the radar. Favorite trapper, the absolute truth, yeah, no joke. Who 